My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Thanks to Hopeless Records for providing today's theme song, Never Feel Alone by the Dangerous Summer. Never feel alone, Tyler. Never feel alone. Yeah, ever. <clears throat> so it's Dale Jr. and Tyler Overstreet for another recording of the Dale Jr. Download podcast for Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. Um, so, Bristol, we had, uh, we had the Xfinity race and the Cup race. My God, was it hot? It was hot and humid. Yeah, and some rain it is, didn't this, help. Uh, have you have you felt like that? Like it's getting. I mean, you know, obviously, um, it's getting warmer every year. Have you noticed that? Like, is from since your childhood? Like, it never snows anymore. Are you trying to go down the path of global warming? I don't. I'm not. What do you mean? Go down the are path you, of global warming. Are, are you, I know, but this would be like global warming. It keeps getting hotter and hotter. I know. I have wish you, it would I'm, snow, though. I'm, I'm just asking you, have you noticed that it doesn't snow as much? Yeah. And that it is, seems like it's hotter? It seems I'm glad. Uh, that's one thing that I won't miss is practicing in the middle of the day when it's uh, 85 or warmer. Yeah, it was it's miserable. I don't remember Bristol being that hot. Right. See? Every year. Seems yeah. like it's getting hotter. Yeah. More miserable. Um some of the drivers are starting to wear cool suits again. I heard they about got this that. this gel yeah. suit or this top. Um, Michael Annette says it's awesome. Jimmy Johnson wears one. I might wear. I might try it just to try it, just so I know what I'm. You know, if I can talk about it next year while I'm in the booth, I'll at least have had some experience with it. You should try that at Darlington because I'm sure it's going to be hot God, as hell yeah, there. Darlington be tough. Let's yeah. do it. Let's try it, at Darlington. Anyways, Bristol. We had the Xfinity race, so we were there on Thursday practicing for a couple hours. It was miserable. One thing I've noticed that um, that's new is that when I'm getting all hot and sweaty, um, I'm sweating in my legs now, like my pants are getting wet. Yeah. Not just my arms, armpits, you know, the typical stuff. Like after practice for Xfinity Race, my suit was soaked I, I, yeah, below the waist. Yeah. It's a good thing we had multiple suits. Yeah, that's that's new. And I, I just started doing that too when I'm out there working on that DIY show for uh, – the home renovation, it's like 95, 95 degrees down in Key West during the summer. I'm sweating through a pair of pants by lunch, and I have to change clothes. Is it because you're so hydrated? I don't know. I've never sweated below the waist. It's you weird. Know, not, not visibly. Yeah. That's uh, gross. So that is gross. I know. I've, I'm trying not to be gross, but I'm a little concerned. That's a lot of sweating. Maybe you should get some cool pants to go with your cool shirt. Yeah, maybe they have a cool... Cool pants. Like the whole gear. Yep. The jail cool pants. Maybe we should invent that. 
Shark uh, tank right there. Yep. So we had practice on Thursday, very hot and sweaty, went through a fire suit. Uh, Friday, we were in a fire suit all day. We were in uh, the Xfinity car practicing in the cup car, or Xfinity car qualifying, we were in the cup car practicing. Uh, that was miserable, feeling icky, gross all day, wanting to shower so bad. Um, you always kind of walk around wondering where you stink, whether people can smell you. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, but there's so much going on at the racetrack. Did you smell me? Did I smell? No. Okay. So like, you, there's just so many weird smells. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was curious if I was stinking up the holler. No, I would. I would let you know. No, you wouldn't. Yes, because I have you to would be probably just you. talk about it behind my back. Yes. yes Man, that's what did you, you smell, like, Dale? God, have you smelled? Yeah. You're. See, I'm in the front of the holler with Greg and the guys, and you're down at the back door with Tiff, and y'all would probably be talking about We're me. If I very stunk. gossipy back yeah. there, talking about that's people what that I stink. Assume. I can yeah. only assume that's what's happening. Yes. Uh, that's so, an accurate statement on your part. Oh, all right. So Friday was a busy day. Um, and then we ran the Xfinity uh, race, which was a lot of fun. I had fun in the car. Uh, I, I like racing in the Xfinity series. And I'll tell you something that happened that was interesting. Um, I went to driver's intros, and I had these guys that are starting in that race coming up to me and shaking my hand. Did you see that? I yeah, saw no, you, where Blake Cook, you took a picture with yeah, him and his so son. That's another thing. All right. So you're, you're, uh, you, we walk over there, right? You, you're like, all right, let's go over here. Let's do this. As soon as I get there, I turn around, you're gone. I get handed this license plate from the state depart- uh, department of transportation or something from Virginia. I mean, very nice frame license yeah. plate. I'm like, 88. man, this will be great to hang in my bar. I turn around. I'm like, I got nobody to give this to. I guess I'm going to have to carry this in the race car. Where is Tyler? Where did you go? So what happens is there's a lot of people down there. And I just, once you get inside the confined area of yeah, the you just of driver intros, I'm like, okay, my work is done here. I'll meet you at the car. Oh, so you go to the especially, car? Especially Bristol. Where did you go? Did you go to the yeah, car? Yeah, I went to the car. Because the car, for some reason, they had them staged on the back stretch, yeah. even though intros were on the front stretch. Hmm. I, I didn't come up with that layout myself. Yeah. But I figure he doesn't need me here. Damn it, I needed you. Last week, we talked about- The license about- plate was really cool. I wanted to make sure that this thing gets in good hands, that we get it home. I had to give it to Chess, Justin Algar's wife, who gladly gave it to Tony. Who Mayoff, gave it to me. Who gave it to you. And I, mean, I just brought could, it to your house. I know. This thing could have not made it home. I just the brought it to your point. house to record this podcast. I would have been upset. Uh, so th- then, as I'm after the license plate deal, a couple of the drivers that are in the the field are coming up to me. I've never met these guys. Don't know really who they were, but um, you don't know their names. No, I mean there's a ha- I don't know half the field in the Xfinity oh. race. So uh, you know, and that's no knock on those guys. I just don't. There's a know, lot of got yeah. There's a lot of new faces every week, but they came up to me and they're like, "Man, I'm I'm so glad and excited to be starting this race with you." And uh, talked about how they had been fans of mine growing up. And God, that's something that you don't anticipate. Obviously, you're not your like competitors. Yeah, yeah. You're not sitting there waiting on people to like, hey, come, I can't, I'm going to go to this driver's meeting, and, and I can't wait till people come up and shake my hand and tell me how much they love me. But it was weird. That so, was cool. Oh, it was cool. It was Very cool, cool. Weird. Yes. Okay. I liked it, man. I was like, damn, this is neat. This must be what it must feel like to be a retiring veteran. Oh my god. What? But you're not retiring. I know. You're running Xfinity races next year. I know. And I'm working. I'm probably going to be working more. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier today. People keep telling me, happy retirement, enjoy your retirement. Uh, 
you know, why are you retiring? What are you going to do when you retire? I'm not really retiring. You know, I'm just going to do another job. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for people to believe. I know. I just hear retirement. And I'm like, man, I'm too, I'm too young. Old people retire. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, retirement's 65. 65. 65. Yeah. So I'm not even I've got 20 years. And then people, it, I understand what they're saying, but whenever they go, oh, we'll miss you. And I'm like, well, he's coming back next year. Yeah. <laughs> either next year. I have year. to think about that and go. You know, I think to myself, like, if your favorite football player is retiring, say your favorite Panther is retiring, yeah. you know, you would still, you would probably say, I'll miss you. Yeah. Even though you know he'll be at the games and you'll see him around and he's still going to be alive. Yeah. Maybe it's he, like, I'll miss you watching you yeah. play. I, think or, I have to, I have to run that through my mind and go, because I want to say the same thing. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here next year. I'll see you. Yeah. Come to the track and we'll meet. Anyhow, let's get back to the topic. Um, so we run the Xfinity race, a lot of fun. Uh, car was okay, but we had the same issue with both cars. So cars would fire off really good, run real quick uh, for 10 or 15 laps, and then get very, very tight. Um, I don't know if the two cars were similar in setup, but definitely fought the same thing both evenings. Uh, we ran the, uh, the cup race. Man, the car, you know, we drove from 31st up to like 19th and, you know, just first handful of laps passing past the four car and a couple guys that I knew were going to run well, yeah. finish well. I thought Harvick might have had the best car from what I was racing around. So I, I, you know, we had speed with those guys and we had that kind of speed every time we put tires on. But man, after 20 laps, it just dropped off like a rock. It started pushing so bad, left front tire would quit working. And, uh, you know, you got to have the left front tire to work to get around the corner. We made matters worse. You know, the race was, you know, not a complete loss. But we made matters worse by not pitting with 80 laps to go. There's a caution, 80 laps to go. There's two guys I'm fighting on the lead, uh, on the lap down with me, and that's the 47 and the 78. They pitted and got tires. And we, you know, our idea was that, uh, we're going to save that last set because we're, we're going to get a caution inside of 15, 40 to go, 50 or 40 to go. And then we're going to be sitting there with a set of tires and a real good opportunity to, uh, to get a lot of spots once we get that lucky dog and get back on the lead lap. We just had it all planned out, and it just didn't work that way. We didn't expect that race to go green flag from the last, you know, the last 80 laps. When, who would, you know, everyone would lose that bet. Right, because, I mean. Everyone would lose that bet if you said, you know what, put your money down. Is there going to be a caution in the last 80 laps? Right. Because, right. like, the crew chiefs, during the week, they're watching the last, like, two or three Bristol races yeah. to study the trends. And Bristol being a short track, known for beating and banging. Yep. You think, oh, there's going to be a cautions, bunch to field up, caution, yeah. like, multiple cautions, yep. really. I think we could have had opportunity to finish inside the uh, top 15 had the cautions fail for us and we would got that opportunity, but we didn't. Kyle Busch uh, sweeps the weekend, wins the Trucks Xfinity in a cup race. That's the second time he swept the Bristol weekend. The, the first time, did he win all three? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did? Back in 2010. So he's done this before. Yeah. He's the okay. only one that's ever swept at any track, swept all three. Right. Um, that, I know a lot of folks are, you know, you're either for Kyle Busch or you're against him, uh, but you got to give a guy a lot of credit. And um, I'm telling you, man, he's honestly, personality-wise, come a long way. Yeah, did you see his uh, him when he got out of the car the other night? He was he was eating it up and taunting yeah. the fans. It's pretty funny. He's sort of embracing the haters, right? Uh, and he's I think he's trying to 
you know, show show those guys that you know they're not you know as long as he's winning, he don't care. Right. Right. But I think that um, you know that's regardless of whether you like him or not, just like Jimmy Johnson's championships five in a row, whatever, anything, anybody. You know, I'm not comparing Jimmy to Kyle, but just regardless of whether you like a driver or not, when they do something amazing and historic, you have to tip your cap. Uh, Kyle's an excellent racer. Kyle Larson said he thinks Kyle Busch is the most all-around talented driver that he'll ever witness in his lifetime. So that's above Jimmy, above anybody. Wow. What do you think about that? You know, I think that... um, Kyle Busch would be considered by many people to be the greatest race car driver in the history of the sport if and when he wins a few more championships. I think that's the only thing that's not allowed him to creep into that conversation yet for a lot of people. Let's say just say the media. Yeah. Maybe the media thinks that, um, you know, Jimmy, my dad, there's a lot of people you know, that would say David Pearson might have been the best race car driver ever. Um, Kyle's definitely getting in this conversation, particularly with, you know, weekends like this. If he goes on and wins a championship or two or three more championships before he hangs it up, which I'm, you know, he's going to be in that. uh, He very well may win this year. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a guy, a contender for the championship, I perceive, for the next several years, right? Right. Because he's Uh, still what? 32 33 he's still young yeah and and he could be one of those guys that that sort of excels beyond 42 which is the age that most drivers sort of knows off he's one of those guys i think that um, as much as he races he's racing super lates and uh trucks and xfinity he's all over the place trying to compete um like carl kyle larson he's a guy that wants to race all the time enjoys being inside the car and he could be a guy that races beyond you know, that milestone where most guys sort of trend off or retire. I see him as a guy that might race much longer than that. Um, particularly if he's losing money on his truck team, <laughs> as, oh, yeah, Kyle, just as, as Brad Keselowski cont- uh, contested uh, or uh, alluded to, um, Kyle will need to race for quite a while, if, you know, to continue to, to... So how many... Do you think he needs to get to seven championships... No, 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 no. I don't think he has to get to seven championships. I was just thinking that what else is it that's not, you know, when people talk about great, greatest race car drivers in the sport, they don't, you don't you often hear Kyle's name. What's the one thing that would put him in that conversation? Probably another championship. Right. I think he's obviously won enough races to be in that conversation. Right. Um, so that's, that's something that's I think will happen over the next couple of uh couple years we're going to see Kyle Busch probably win another championship or two do you think Jimmy will get an eighth championship you know he's going to probably race for three four more years do I think he will yeah. I know that it's hard to you know hard yeah. to make an argument for that because of the speed of the team right. right now the you know HMS is looking for more speed um the Toyotas and Fords are really good and looking strong going into this uh playoff I mean I think he's going to have the potential I mean Hendrick's yeah. still even in a down year. I mean, this would essentially yep. be a down year for Hendrick, and he's won three races. Yep. There's some new guys up there, though, that are contending for these championships. Uh, obviously, um, Truex has built up an incredible amount of playoff yep. points. He's going to be a guy that I think we'll see all the way to Homestead. Right. And like Kyle Larson, see, my thing is 
I think Homestead is Kyle Larson's best track. Maybe. And, I mean, he hasn't won there yet, but the last two or three years. The groove certainly su- yeah, suits so, him. So if he can just make his way, that survive track, the chase. Yeah. Kyle Larson may tell you that that track maybe mostly resembles his discipline of dirt track racing. Right. You know, with the way the, line, the, way the grooves are there. Right. So if he can just survive the playoff, he could be I think contender. he would probably be the favorite to, really? to win. Yeah. Although, I mean, but then again, the Toyotas are stupid fast right yeah. now. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but then if Jimmy can survive the playoffs, I wouldn't bet against him either. Just no. because, like, last Jimmy. year. <laughs> last year he's he Jimmy. Was, yeah, he's probably, like, the fourth best guy out of those four in the championship. Right. And I he, mean, the whole race, he really wasn't even in position to win. It just, you know, worked yeah. out late in those last few restarts. Right, and, like, I don't know that he had led that whole race. No, no, he was got, running, like, fifth to tenth all night. And then he got to line up on the front row, and then he wins then the race. he had that crash, yeah. and it cycled him toward the front. All right. Um, Another thing coming out of Bristol was the guys um, playing games on pit road trying to get a different spot on the restarts because yeah. I guess Denny Hamlin wanted to restart in the top so he would roll out there yeah. and then if he was I think one time he was side by side with Chase so he just essentially came to a halt Chase passed him and he got the lane he wanted so Scott Miller from NASCAR was talking about they're going to look at it and there was some talk maybe they would go to consider going to the cone rule to where wow. you choose your lane yeah which i hope they wouldn't if they're gonna make a decision like that they'd need to wait till the between seasons i i would hope that's not something they would implement during the oh season. they yeah i don't think they would bring that in that would be a ridiculous thing to do uh but the comb rule would be exciting yeah i know you know i know that it's 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 a neat thing to see at the short tracks uh the local short tracks and uh you know, at a track where lane choice is so critical on restarts, it, you're getting penalized sometimes for being good. And you can get in that wrong line. You get a couple cautions late in the race. Say you're running in the top five all night. You get a couple yellows late in the race. And if you line up in the wrong line on both of those yellows, you could lose an opportunity even at a top ten finish. Right. Like after, if you, after running great all night. If you line up third, you're going to fall to at least – Fourth or fifth. Yeah. And, and then this if, could continue yeah. to happen. And that sucks. Right. And it ain't, you know, there's no argument outside the driver's seat that you're going to win with a driver over, well, you know, you this, you know, that's just the way it is, whatever. Drivers don't like that. Drivers right. don't like having to, you know, be, run well and then getting screwed on the lane choice. So I think the cone rule would be a great rule to implement for 2018. Let's do it, NASCAR. Also, from the weekend, um, there was a lot of the appreciation tour stuff that got kicked off Thursday with the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Scholarship. Yeah, this was very cool. So some of the racetracks obviously are are coming up with ways to to honor honor us and our career. One of the greatest, most one of my favorite things is when they do something that's going to help their their community. Um, the track uh, definitely took. Uh, took that notice and went in that direction. They announced a new annual Dillon Hart Jr. Scholarship annual. So it's going to happen every year. That will help a Sullivan County student interested in pursuing a career in the automotive industry. Um, I worked in the dealership. I own a couple dealerships. Uh, this is an opportunity to 
to help somebody in that in that community uh, achieve their goals if that's what they want to uh, want to do want to pursue that career so I'm excited about that I thought that was a really creative way for the track to honor our career and uh, also help the community and it's very it's a reasonably inexpensive no, right. you know n- notion so I loved it 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 doesn't require a ton of legwork um, but it's very creative very thoughtful and then also another thing did you I don't know if you saw it whenever they did the card stunt it said thank you Dale yeah. Jr that I was pretty cool I, I think it was during the pace laps oh okay. but I didn't see it yeah I didn't see it till afterwards so yeah but it was cool yes then, that was the first time I've seen that there and, was, and they do card stunts at Bristol all the time because it's perfectly um, structured for that kind of thing. It's like a college stadium. Yeah. And we had enough race fans in the seats to actually do a card stunt. That was a good turnout on there Saturday. There was an awesome crowd. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It, that hasn't got as much attention and credit as I think it deserves. There was a great turnout. Very good. A lot of traffic leaving Very, the race, yes. which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so kudos to Bristol. That was a... Good weekend. Yeah, this weekend was a lot of fun as far as the appreciation tour. Again, though, I think it's important to remind everybody that our initiative in our appreciation uh, Junior Nation tour is to show appreciation to the fans. So um, that's our that's our direction, our goal, our target. Uh, but a lot, yeah, a lot of the cool things did did happen this weekend that made me feel very good. We had an incredible turnout at the Mountain Dew True Timber appearance Saturday before the race. It was a raucous crowd. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't. You could. You could. You couldn't. Uh, you couldn't see really the back of the crowd. I mean, it was just going on and on forever. We had somebody actually pass out. It was really hot, but it's a great opportunity. Unfortunately, it, it presented an opportunity to remind everybody yeah. to be hydrated. Um, Which is something that you learned on Friday night yes, yourself. That's right. So we run the race Friday in the Xfinity car. That car doesn't have all the bells and whistles as far as interior comfort, which is fine. It's only 300 laps. Um, but it, like we sweated so much Thursday, I probably didn't do a great enough job rehydrating that evening. And then, I, then in the suit all day, sweating all day, and then going to go run a 300-lap race to continue to sweat some more. So after that race, my hands were cramping up, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go straight to the Infield Care Center, sit down, they're going to hook me up to a couple bags of IVs. Uh, and we got some fluids in us, went back to the bus, ate some food, drank a bunch of water, stayed up pretty late. So that I, on the, if I'm going to have a Saturday night race, I stay up pretty late the night before. So I sort of cycle my energy. Over. So you sleep yeah. in later. Right. So I'm kind of awake for the race. You know, I'm not tired. Um, so I got, I got all the fluids back in me. So I was ready to go for Saturday um but yeah it was hot and uh i remember when i i remember when we used to uh when we was in military school we used to have to go out and march um kids passing out right and left kind of having we had we had to go out and march and stand at attention in this field for a couple of hours and you had to remind yourself not to buck not to lock your knees oh that's what they say when you get yeah. married too yeah exactly i was not i was thinking while I was up there getting married with Amy, not to lock, I was reminding myself not to lock my knees. Don't, because you're up there nervous. This is the deal. You're sh- you're a shaker, so I can't wait yeah. to see this. You're gonna be shaking like crazy. <laughs> um, I think this will be the most you ever shook. You think so? Yeah, probably. See what will happen. You're gonna have to put that ring on my finger, and I bet it's gonna be hard. <laughs> 
Yeah, she'll probably laugh. But what will happen is I will shake, yep. and then my voice will shake because when I'm nervous yeah, 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 and I have yeah, yeah, to do yeah. like a public. How do you think you're going to sound? Um, very wavery. No gosh. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh yeah, I'm going to develop a, a distinct stutter. I'm oh, sure. Oh my god, but it'll be fun. Yeah. So don't yeah, lock the knees. Don't. When you're up there getting married, you're nervous and you feel faint you know you kind of feel this feeling of i don't know being a little bit weak and but you don't want to bend your knees too much because then you'll look you, like a weirdo well that's the thing you're wearing slacks so you can bend your knees and your pants without really people noticing that they're bent oh yeah these are the things that run through my head while i'm getting married <laughs> um yeah we signed a lot of autographs that was a lot of fun good weekend as far as everything off the track not very good on the track we got an off weekend coming up Hope everybody enjoys uh, watching some Xfinity racing. They're at Road America. Yeah, not for, my favorite track. No? No, I went there once. It wasn't Didn't fun. Like it. I went there one time uh, during a Saturday to watch a little practice. thought it was pretty cool. I like how big the track is. I like going there as a fan maybe, and you know, there's lots of opportunities to... It reminded me more of a golf course. And, yeah. Because you have to like check in at this little house, and they give you a wristband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then it's so big to where it's like a golf yeah. course, where it's spread out. Cool. But, All right. Uh, yeah. Well, we got the weekend off. Then we're going to go to Darlington. We're already preparing for Darlington, me and the team. Uh, we're already scrambling through emails of uh, our our setup history and trying to find some common uh, themes within that. Um, didn't think they ran very well last year with Gordon, looking at the uh, post-race notes and everything. They sort of ran mid-pack from, from uh, 15th to 25th all night. Got lapped at one point. Um, lucky enough, they got the – Lucky dog got back on the lead lap and ended up finishing 14th, I believe. Um, wasn't very good on restarts. Just looking at all the comments, I think we're going to go a little further back in our notes to try to find some uh, some speed and, and comfort. We did test there in the winter, and I thought the car drove great. Remember when we tested there I in do. December? Um, and I thought the car drove great. But so it was really cold. So like, was, I know. The is cars, it essentially like going to a completely different track? Yeah, there's yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, we can look at that. That setup is a little different than what we raced, um, or what Jeff raced. So I'm excited though to be in my throwback car. Yes, you know, last year we missed the opportunity. We had this great program, great looking race car, the Gray Ghost, and didn't get to drive it. So this year we get to race in our in our throwback. So that's exciting. Also, another thing that me and you are big fans of. I don't know how many of our listeners. N- you know, play games on their phones or iPads, but me yeah. and you play Madden Mobile. Yep. New season New just season started. New season just started. So I'm spending roughly half of my waking hours on Madden Mobile. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's excessive, and Amy's not very happy. I had a user error, and I messed up my account, and I'm waiting on EA Sports. So if EA Sports listens to the Dale Jr. download, please help. Yeah, Tyler has unlinked his account, needs help to link it back. Yeah. So that he can continue to play. But boy, am I having fun. You're yeah. not, though. It's a, yeah. You're not having fun. Whenever I get back on the horse, yeah. I'll so be if you play fun. game, you know, people ask us what music we listen to. People ask us all kinds of questions. Our favorite mobile app, mobile game. Madden Mobile. Madden Mobile. It's free, right? It, it is free. We're in a league, got a bunch of guys in there. Half of them don't know who we are, don't know who I am. Yeah. Um, that's probably best. It is. Yeah. So a very dis- distinct. Um, username, so it doesn't yeah. say like, you hey. You would not know. It's yeah. not like Dale Jr. 88 or anything. If you see Dale Jr. 88, it's, it's not, not him. him.
So let's go to the Ask Junior part of the show. Um, you only just start rambling off on these. I will. I'll read the questions. Okay, you read the questions there. At Sean underscore Gebby asked, "Did the guy using a big word during Ask Junior last week, superfluous, <laughs> make you want to study big words or something?" This is in reference to your Friday tweet that racing at Bristol can be capricious. Yeah. No, I was just I was in the media center talking about how much I love Bristol and. I went and got in my car, and I was uh, not having a lot of fun in practice, so I got mad at Bristol, and I was trying to say that practice can be frustrating, and that sometimes this track is a bit of a love-hate relationship, Um, but I didn't want to contradict myself completely with what I just said 15 minutes ago in the media center. That's understandable. I always look forward to going to Bristol. And there are parts of Bristol that I really like, right. but then there are parts that I'm like, oh. What are the parts that you don't like? Because I'm getting ready to get out of the car, and still, I still think, man, Bristol's great. As a spectator, this is awesome. I want to go. But what are the parts, since you're not driving in a car, like what are the parts that you don't like? I don't like the tunnel, but I mean, th- these are things that they can't get around. Like, it's a, it's a hike uphill. Getting out of the track. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's a little frustrating. But I mean, it's a half-mile track. And there's nothing else they could do. It's nope. it's a fine tunnel. It's just a lot of. Would you like it if they put an escalator in the tunnel? An escalator? No, because then it would break. I think no. Kentucky has could, one. But and, it might. If you broke, you could still use it. You yeah. know, it just becomes stairs at that point. Yeah, that'd be okay. Okay. Like the Panthers Stadium has a escalator and it works nice. Right. That think would about be, it like the underground subway. You know, yeah. you going in and out. That'd be kind of cool. I don't want to seem lazy, but I mean, if you're it's going hike. in and it's out, it's a hike, buddy. When you're yeah. doing this, we're going in and out of that racetrack half a dozen times a day. Yeah, um, it's a half mile walk from right, and it's it's hot. Yeah, and it and then you're walking through a tunnel, so it's hotter. Yep, that's a little a lot of a lot of hot sweaty people in there with hot breath. Yeah, gross. Uh, a lot of drivers in sweaty fire suits that gross. stink. Yep. Stinky but, drivers. All right. At D Kesling 3 asks, how much say do you have over which Xfinity races you drive in, and have you had to say no to a certain race before? Well, I have I definitely have some control over where we go, but the sponsors are uh, sometimes regional, or they want to make an impact in a certain region, so they'll want you to race in an area that helps them promote their product. For example, Hellman's usually wants Southeast. Right. So there you go. So they'll they'll narrow it down to southeast. So you get your choices are going to be like in Atlanta, Daytona, yeah. uh, Charlotte, Bristol, Richmond. That one year we ran Kentucky. That's the farthest north part of the southeast, I guess. Yep. But yeah, so that's how that works. Otherwise, you know, it's like hey, let's you know let's throw I'll throw a couple ideas out there and see if they like any of those. At Holly K. Begley asked, since you married into Big Blue Nation, would you ever consider going to a game during March Madness to support Kentucky? That would be a lot of commitment. Um, I would be, that would be full commitment. Wouldn't you say? I know. Amy would probably expect that type of commitment. So let's say for So I'm going to say that I would probably do that. Hypothetically. I would probably do that, but not... Would you wear a Kentucky hat and t-shirt? Yeah. I mean, I I told Amy that when we got married, if she would be a Redskins fan, I would be a Wildcats fan on the hard court, basketball alone. So I 
I can I still pull for Carolina, and I they're my favorite college team. I used to be a big South Carolina fan, but I think I'm a big more of a Tar Heel fan these days. Once uh, Spurrier left, it was difficult uh, for me as a as a Gamecocks fan. But back to your your question, I think that yeah, I mean if if I'm going to be that fan, if I'm going to expect her to wear the Redskins gear, go with me to the games, be in the moment. Because she's from Texas, and she's got some family and friends that are yeah. probably Cowboy fans. Right. If I'm going to ask her to commit 100% to the Redskins, I'm definitely going to have to do my job on the Wildcats heart side of the deal. So, sure. I'd, I'd be very disappointed, though. I'm if sorry, you buddy. you would have went to the Kentucky-North Carolina game. Yikes. You know, you're, that's so difficult for me. See? Yep. That'd be weird. Um, at Lane Webb asked, how do you and TJ determine the language and verbiage you all use during the race? We don't. I just let TJ say what he wants, and I'll tell him if I don't like something he's saying. Um, I think that we started in our we started together. When you start together, when you work with a spotter for the first time, you just let them go, do whatever they want to do, and then after each race, you might sit down and say, you know what, I didn't like that, or don't waste so much time talking about this, or that's not important to me. I don't need to hear that. So they can trim some of the fat from their from their information and only give you exactly what you want. Um, but me and TJ work together so long that we no longer need really any conversations. Um, and it, it works really well. I think he's one of the best spotters. And uh, I'm excited to see how his career goes after we're done working together and how what it's like for him. You know, he's been working with me. We're like brothers yeah. for a long, long, long time and had that kind of comfort and security. And, and it'll be interesting to see what, you know how he does outside of that i'm excited for him at weslin fogates asked if you could swap places with a character in any tv show or movie who would you choose and why well superman would be awesome oh yeah superman dang this is a tough question so any person in a movie or tv show yep well I don't know. You know, I mean, I always thought The Office oh, yeah. was great. And I'm like, man, I wish I was friends with all those people. That'd be funny. In re- like if it was a real life show. Yeah. Not a real life show, but if it was real life. Um, but damn, that'd be a sucky job. <laughs> selling paper. Yeah. Uh, so working at Dunder Mifflin probably isn't as rosy as it seems. And having those friendships, though, would be pretty cool. So maybe... I don't think I'd want Michael Scott's job. You'd want to work with Maybe Michael Jim. Scott. Yeah. At MH Race Fan asked, what do you think about Brad Keselowski dropping his truck program for next year? Yeah, that was a sad thing for me to see. Any team have to shut its doors is, a, is hard to see. It just reminds you how hard it is to – um, it just reminds you how hard the business model is in this sport for owners. And it certainly makes you aware that as much as we do racing for the love and fun of it, it is a business. Right. And it's, it can get scary at times and very difficult. And there's a lot of things, there's a lot of hard decisions that get made that affect people's lives, you know. And it, um, it, it I imagine that Brad 
did that very, very reluctantly with a heavy heart, um, having to really, uh, you know, having, he has all those people's lives impacted by whether he can continue to race or not. And I'm sure that he wanted to continue. But um, if you do not have sponsorship money, you cannot go to the racetrack. Right. And I can understand exactly the situation that he's in. So I know that was hard for him, certainly hard for the folks that are employed there. Uh, something that uh, I saw one of, the, uh, one, one of the folks in the industry say on social media was that good, good mechanics will find jobs. Right. Good, good workers, good people, they'll find jobs. Which, to find opportunity. It's very, it's sad, like you said, but I like that he said it in August. So these people have an opportunity. opportunity. That's true. Like, yeah, I know bef- before, if you shut your team down the day after Homestead, then people are like, well, damn. Yeah. They got some notice. Yeah. So at least he. They can pray, prepare. Right. right. That's so, true. Um, at Aaron John 102 asked, does NBC have a grooming po- policy? I <laughs> hope they don't make you shave the beard. That's a good question. I'm sure I trimmed it up. So I cleaned up the beard a little bit. I don't know if you'll notice, but um, I would like to keep it, but they may want me to not let it just go bonkers like I've done over the last couple months. Yeah, especially in the fall. Yeah. Hunting season. Good luck. <laughs> at F. Stuchel asked, I love the Cars That Made America documentary. Are you going to do more of this type of stuff once you retire? I plan on doing more of these type of things once I, uh, here we go, retire. Once I retire, I'm going to go back to work immediately on these doc, you know, on these type of documentaries. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I enjoy doing and uh, would certainly uh, be very interested in working on other projects um, with, se- with, you know, with several networks and um you know, be, working with NBC is going to present opportunity like that, I think. So it'll be fun to see what we can get ourselves involved in. Just like the DIY show, I think that that surprised a lot of people. Nobody, myself included, expected me to be in a home renovation show uh, four or five. You know, if you asked me two, three, four, five years ago, I would tell you, no. Well, how would I end up there? Right. But here we and are. here you are. Yep. At WelderDude04 asked, can you take any info from the Xfinity car to the cup car when you run both? Well, I took some concerns. I'll say that we didn't. Uh, we had a lot of issues with our Xfinity car on the long run. I was really worried that the Cup car was going to suffer the same problems, which it did. Um, Greg said, uh, "Greg got a headset and watched the Xfinity race. We can learn a lot about air pressures, what helps and doesn't help the tire, how the car fe- uh, is affected by taking wedge out, moving the track bar. Those things should transfer over relatively similarly to the to the Cup car. So, I liked." some adjustments in the Xfinity car and didn't like some others. So we will, you know, lean toward the ones we liked when we go into the cup car. It's very helpful. I think for a driver to run both races each weekend, it's a ton of work though. Like I said, we were in, we were in the uh, hauler or in the car in a, in a driver's suit all day, Saturday, even before the race started, I was, I was ready to, you know, go to the bus and chill. Um, so it's a lot of work and a lot of commitment, but definitely helpful. Yeah, just get ready because Richmond's a longer day than Bristol was. Golly. They got an 8 a.m. practice on Friday morning instead cool. of Thursday practice. So, cool. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Well, so at least, you know, won't be doing it, uh, you know, at least But at least Thursday. you'll be prepared this time. Thursday will be open. Thursday's wide open. DIY. DIY show. Cool. Yeah. Okay. At 
Bloody Kills. I don't. This guy must play like Bloody first Kills. Per- yeah, he must play uh, like first person shooter yeah. games. Asked, how will you manage Junior Motorsports while being an NBC announcer? Nothing really is going to change. Um, I don't really hands-on manage Junior Motorsports. My sister runs the business uh, below her. We have an incredible, very talented and thorough group of folks that um, allow that allows me really to go and do outside interests and not have to worry or even be concerned about the direction of the team or the company. If anything really serious needs my attention, Kelly, and I get right on top of it. But otherwise, um, I trust her and everyone around at that company to make the proper decisions. We have a lot of great people there that understand where we need to, how we need to stay within our budget, how we operate to, to work in that, in that budget, and it's been, it's been productive for us. I'll say it again. I've said it many times. We don't really have much profit, if any. Some years we lose a little money. But any money we do make goes into a, a protected account um, that, is a, that is there for us to fall back on when we have years that we don't make money or we lose money. Um, so we're, we're, you know, it's working. But I won't have, I won't, uh, I can, I think I'll have more involvement. I'll have more time maybe to be more involved. And physically there, you know, at the at the office. Do you envision yourself? I envision me being in the office, helping you make no this podcast better. No way. Yeah, I'm going to help in you in my office. So, yeah. folks, next year, you're going to see a marketed improvement in the production and editing of the. Pro- I bet. Am I going to get a better office? Right now, I'm in like a. a Have you seen everyone else's closet? office? I know it's pretty shitty. Mike Davis has a window. Yeah, I used to have that office. His window is into the shop, though. It's not really. I know, but you get to see something. something yeah. Um, at TL Star 2014 asked, "What's been the worst part of the renovation project?" I think you answered that earlier. The heat. Yeah. Yeah, just the heat. It's 95 degrees, and then you pack on top of that, you're in this nasty old house. There's bugs and spiders and dead dead animals and rot and mildew. It's just you know awful. Right now it is. Yeah. But by it'll improve. By the end of this show, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll improve. I can't wait till we install the air conditioner. When's that coming? (laughs) It's gone a long ways (laughs) off. (laughs) Simon88 underscore junior asks, if you were chosen to start a historic series of NASCAR, which tracks and which years of cars would you choose to use? I'd love to run anything, mainly from the 70s, all the muscle cars, like the Charger, the Laguna. um, All of those cars to me in the mid to mid, from like 75 to 80, loved all those cars the 442 Holdsmobile that's that's if I could go back in time and race in a different uh different time that would be it like what tracks though any uh, of them old Atlanta the oval? oval Atlanta yeah I just keep running there every day all right we just run there every week Atlanta, every week over and over and over yeah okay sure. loved Atlanta I right. never got to race on it the oval plus their airport is right beside the track so yep. you could fly down there it'd be very convenient oh okay always thinking you're always thinking of the convenience. Of the convenience, yep. All right, that's all the Ask Junior questions for this week. As always, you can send us the questions using hashtag AskJunior on Twitter, and we'll get the best of them, so send us good stuff. Yep. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
Looking ahead, we have uh, the off weekend. We talked about Saturday, the McGregor and Mayweather fight. Are you watching? I think I am. Yeah, I I'm, might uh, find a bar or somebody that's playing it. Do they play it in bars? Is it you know? I don't, yeah, I, I'm hoping because we're going back yeah. to Myrtle Beach. I'm so not going to buy it. You not? So, no, I'll just either follow on social media or. I know, but on social media, you won't be able to watch. I don't need to watch. There's you not going to be anything worth watching. You think how long? You think it's going to go twelve rounds? I. I think it will. I don't think that Mayweather. You know, Mayweather doesn't have a really high knockout percentage. I don't see him getting a, a TKO or a KO from McGregor. Um, McGregor, neither you know, neither one of them is going to probably cut. Nothing's Do you think really McGregor gonna, wins a round? I think McGregor might win a round for sure. Yeah, I think that. I don't think you know. Mayweather's been more about obviously. I mean, this is nothing. I'm not telling anything anybody anything that they don't already know. Mayweather is in there getting points. He's a he's a he has impeccable defense. I don't think McGregor's going to get in there and get an opportunity to get him get to touch him. You know, he might have have a shot or two or get a couple. You know, he might touch him a little bit, but he's not going to do anything effective. Uh, Mayweather's going to do just enough to win. Um. I mean, how, how, when's the last time you've seen an, a Mayweather fight that you've enjoyed to, like, you walked away going, wow, what yeah. a, you know, fight of the year. The only way this fight is going to be ex is exciting the, the is if McGregor that, does something The crazy. last time I think Mayweather actually was in any kind of a competitive fight was against Cotto, and that was so long ago. I think McGregor's going to win. Upset. You're crazy. All right, Sunday, the Xfinity races at Road America. I'm sorry, but that's just nonsense. You think he's going to win? Yeah. Okay. I like McGregor, though. I know you do. I like Diaz. I'd like to see Diaz and McGregor go back at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to watch that fight Me in too. person again because yeah. we went to the first one. Yep. That's entertainment. Um, How I'm about actually Nate looking. Diaz, he tweeted back at yeah, you. Yeah, man. That's... Twitter pals. Yeah. So. I'm more excited about Triple G fight, Canelo and Triple G coming What's up. What's that, in like a month? Yeah. Okay. That's a, those guys, that's for the best, that's basically going to be a fight for the best pound for pound in the, in the sport. Uh, both of those guys have incredible records. Canelo's probably fought better opposition, but we met, uh, we became, I became a big fan of Triple G watching him. He follows me on Twitter. Does he? Yeah. So you're, Super you're, nice guy. Yeah. Cool guy. And we got to meet him in Fontana. He came out to the racetrack. Very nice. So that's our we're in we're in the Triple G corner for this fight. Sunday this uh, weekend we got the Xfinity race at Road America. It's at three p.m. on NBC. They're playing it on NBC. Yeah, Xfinity. I, I was talking to our Xfinity. That's big for Xfinity. I know on a Sunday afternoon, no NBC. cup race. I was I was talking to our Xfinity PR ups today, and I was like, enjoy you a three o'clock Sunday start time. Oh god, let me know how, right. how you like that. But three three o'clock. It'll be fun. NBC loves them three o'clock starts. It's cool. All right. I'll watch it. Do you think they'll have three o'clock starts next year? After all the complaints? Oh, yeah. Everyone's complaining. I think they're going to have them. Huh. I'd like to see how... I'd like to be... I'd like them... I'd like for someone to prove to me that it's better for uh, viewership. Yeah. I'd like to see the numbers. Yeah. But I know, but then you'd run into like a situation, like a rain delay or... No, I'm just saying I want to prove to me that these three o'clock starts are better. Yeah, tell me why. Yeah, they say they get more viewers. Yeah, on TV they they, they should break it down. I by, need to see this number. I need by to see, cities we and show states. these numbers. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's the show. Do you right, like folks. the show? It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't our worst show. It wasn't the worst show. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, have a good week. We guys, we will, we'll be back next week. I think Amy's doing it next Amy's week. Amy's going to do it with me next weekend. All right. All right. See ya. We'll see you. Download and all Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo Radio podcast on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr. at Overstreet Tyler and at Dirty Mo Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page. listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 